Father, we thank you for this morning that you allow us to experience your love as we remember the mothers. You allow us to experience your love as we gaze into your holiness. Thank you for this presence of holiness, of purity, of things that are higher and good, Lord. May we continue to linger in your presence and and that the Holy Spirit of the Lord will come and minister to us. May everyone go back with one word or two today that they are blessed because the word of God is alive. And today you have prepared a banqueting table for us. Help us to feed on your goodness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. You know, I want to read for, to you from uh, Isaiah um, 63. And I know it's Mother's Day. And as I was preparing uh, for this sermon, I was struggling in the beginning to, to come up with the Mother's Day because people talk about Mother's Day. And I'm, I'm asking God to give a direct word so I can bless the congregation. And he led me to this verse. This was the second verse, the uh, chapter that he, and uh, that God led me, and I want I want to read it for you. <clears throat> so in Isaiah 66, in uh, verse 13, right? It says, "As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem." Can I read it for you again? As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. So this is the message that I want to preach today, that God will comfort you as a mother, as, like a mother comforts a child. Uh, and God has ability to comfort you as a mother comforts the child. So if you are despairing and alone and left out, forsaken, and you feel like uh, there is no hope for me, I'm at the end of the rope, and your circumstances on the surface seems to be controlling your life, I want to tell you that that's not the case. That God can restore, redeem, and God can comfort us like he did to Jerusalem and Israelites. Because I'm going to tell stories how he works so you can also relate to it. Okay? <clears throat> now, um, isn't this, this is amazing because uh, in, in the Bible, and many of you think about God as male, as, as a man, and the character of a man. And here, God is taking a profound image of a woman and saying, this is not a lofty term. This is not something we have to grapple with. He took a term that we use it in our daily life and make it relevant and said, I'm going to comfort you like a mother. All of us understand what a mother means to us. This is not a lofty term. He said, I will comfort you as a mother. 
Now, I want you to think about how your mother has comforted you. Right? When you were young, when you're growing up, when you're in college, when you're older, even now, think about how your mother has comforted you. Right? It's, it's something you cannot repli- uh, replicate. This is something that other people cannot, uh, can do for you. Only your mom can do for you. Even your dad cannot do how much you love your other grandpa, grandma, they can't do for you. The things that your mother do for you, this is unique and it, there is no duplicate. This is original. This is something you can't buy in the market. This is something you can't shop online. This is something drugs and alcohol, is, they're not going to give you. This mother's comfort is so unique that it warms us, it heals us, it wipes our tears, it makes us strong. Even when we fall, we get back up and walk. And you say, oh, God wouldn't understand a mother. And you think like, I can't relate to God as a woman or as a mother, I can maybe relate uh, to him as a father. And some of you may not have had a good relationship with your mom, and you can't relate to your mom well, and you're thinking, how will God understand uh, how I receive love and care from a mother? I tell you that God created both man and woman. Okay? Are you hearing me? God created man and woman in his own image. The love that a mother can give to a child is because of the nature of God. Did you get that? Right. I know in churches sometimes, including me, like male, we have taught with the biases that God is like a superman and the Bible is full of men, it's a man thing, you know. But when you read from the beginning... God has created man and woman in his own image. And the love that a mother can give to a child is because of the nature of God. God created woman. And he can love like a mother. For those of you that are struggling with your bad memory about your mother, I want you to go to God. He can comfort you. He can give you the love that you need. The void that you have in your heart, God can fill it for you. That's the reason why he said, I will comfort you as a mother. I remember even as a grown-up, I was already in high school, college. I came home one day very tired and we ate in the kitchen and somehow I just slept in the kitchen. I just went off. I was so tired. Then I felt something warm on my feet. You know, It was my mother washing my feet. And I'm like, I should be doing this to my mom. Why is my mom washing my... Because I'm already adult, you know. But after the brief awkwardness, you know, the comfort, the comfort of her touch and the warm water, the love, it just embraced and swept over me. Right? You can't manufacture that. I mean, that's the kind of love you're talking about the mom. And God's using this because many of you are struggling. This morning, I'm bringing this sermon to you because many of you have come to me this past week, 
past weeks and months how you have been struggling because of your kids. That you have been praying for your children and you have shed tears for them. That you have cried over them that there is no more tears in you. And you wish that God will intervene and do something for them. Let me tell you, he said, I will comfort them as a mother comforts a child. To the mothers that are praying for your children, to the grandparents that are praying for your grandchildren, I remind you the promise of God that He will comfort your children and your grandchildren like you have done. And even more so. Even more so. The Word of God says here, how? Because there are three things. How will God comfort, right? Who will God comfort and where will it comfort? These three things we'll talk about. So, God, how will God comfort? As the mothers, whom his mothers comfort. You see, look at this. Can a woman forget a nursing child? And not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget. Yet, I will not forget you. He's saying that a mother cannot come forget a child. But even if they do, I will not forget you. That's the kind of God we worship, my my brothers and sisters. This is the loving, approachable God with an open arm for you every day. And as we celebrate mothers and women today, what a perfect day to be reminded that God loves you like your mom loves you. Right? This is sweet. This is sweet like honey. Touches you. You know, God will reverse the despair of destruction and your empty hope, my friends. Okay? So, who is He going to comfort? In this, who is He going to comfort? I will comfort you. See? I will comfort you. He talked about the how. How? Okay, I'm going to comfort you like your mother. To whom? To me. So let's talk about you and I, right? How is he going to comfort? It's amazing. When I was preparing uh, the sermon, uh, and Monday I woke up, in my dream, I had a conversation in my dream. It's nothing weird now. Some, for some of you that are new, uh, my name is Wong Reiso Valui, Wong Valui. And I get to dream a lot of dreams, and I have vision, and I get to talk to God in my dream. I think, if you think I'm crazy, that's okay, right? <laughs> but uh, he told me, like, I'm having this conversation again in my dream. Read Exodus 11. I got up in the morning, I'm so excited. Oh, this is going to be the Mother's Day uh, sermon. You know what it was? It was about the ten plagues in Egypt. <laughs> right? And the last one, the tenth one, is the death of the firstborn, right? To some of you that are new and non-Christian, Israelites were taken as slaves to Egypt. And God came to free His people, and He did ten signs to let Pharaoh uh, uh, make the people go, make the Israelites go from Egypt. So this is the tenth plague, which is the death of the firstborn, okay? I just want to clarify that if you don't know the story. So I'm thinking, what's, how am I going to do this? 
how I'm going to share Mother's Day with the ten plagues, right? What a great Mother's Day sermon, by the way. Your first one's going to die, right? You like that? No. So, Monday, Tuesday, low God, this is not the case. I can't do this, you know? And on Wednesday, I got an inspiration, and he connected me to this Isaiah 66, verse 13, how these two are related. Remember, when the firstborns were dead in Egypt, all the firstborn, including the animals, Pharaoh let the Israelite go, right? When they were in the wilderness, what happened? There are two stories that I will point out. Just two things. We don't have time for much. One is that the Shekinah glory of God came upon the people. What is the Shekinah? It means settling and dwelling. Okay? Shekinah glory. How did it appear? It was clouds by day. The clouds were leading the Israelites out of Egypt by day so they can follow the cloud. So what's up in the night, God? What are you going to do? You know, oh, fire by night. So pillars of fire by night. So they can see the fire and they followed. You know, Shekinah is a feminine noun in Hebrew. It's a noun. It's a feminine noun. The settling dwelling of God among the people was, I will comfort you as a mother comforts you. See? It's the embracing and enveloped presence of God that came upon His people that when they were going out of their land to some place that they don't know, God was leading them as a mother leads the child. God was loving them as a mother loves the child. And He is saying, I will lead you. I will guide you. Are you getting there? How is this relevant to us? Many of you feel a bit lost. Some of you have come from foreign countries. Have you been to a foreign country? Maybe you have. Have you been lost? Maybe you have. If you have lost, you know the feeling. If you have been to a foreign country and you have no place to stay, you miss the flight, you miss the train, you're stranded somewhere in there, you will know this sense of being abandoned and forsaken. Many of you have not gone to a foreign country, but you have felt the loss. You don't know where to go, which direction to go. These people were enslaved. They were slaves in Egypt. Now, they're coming out. They don't know where to go. It's like, where, where, where are we going to go, God? Why are, you leading out? Why are you leading us out here? There is a Red Sea there. We're going to die here. We'd rather go back to Egypt and eat the leeks and garlic and onion and be buried in Egypt. This was a complaint. And God showed up. And say, by clouds by day, fire by night, and say, I will lead you, I will comfort you. And if you feel like that today, this is the God who is telling you today that my Shekinah glory, my indwelling presence and settling presence will be with you. I will be the cloud for you. I will be the fire for you. You will have to recognize what that cloud and fire may be, but God is not going to abandon you. And what a perfect day to be reminded that God can love you as a mother loves you. Isn't that amazing? I mean, look at the lament. See, because when you read at the lament, oh, I want to, uh, in the lamentation, uh, look, at the, look at the words that, you know, that uh, 
that they are saying there. It's like uh, we feel like a widow. There is no hope, you know. Uh, our inheritance has been taken away. Our young people, there is no music in their heart anymore. Our dancing has become mourning. There is no rest for us. We are slaves now. Our young prince are hung in public. And they have taken everything that we own. This is the lament. This is the song they are singing. And Isaiah is prophesying what? Of the exile. And this exile is so hard. Let me explain to you. There are two waves of exile, right? The first one is the Assyrian exile. The Assyrians came and took Israelite. And what was, what was different about this? He, the, they scattered all the Israelites all over the place. So first, you captured them, brought to a foreign land, and scattered them everywhere. The second exile is a little bit different. It's no better but it's a little different when the Babylonian exile, when Nebuchadnezzar came, took the captivity, but he kept them in one place. The old Israelites were in one place. And Isaiah is talking about this. Right? Isaiah is talking about this. I will comfort you. You're going to go through all this pain. And when you read Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40 from 66, it's the second part. It has the post-exilic how God is going to intervene. In Isaiah 40, the first word is what? Comfort ye, comfort ye, Jerusalem. I will comfort. Isaiah 1 to 39 is the impending doom of what's going to come. Right? Now, when... I want to put this in perspective for you. God will comfort you. See, comfort, yes, comfort my people. Say your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. And cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she had received from the Lord. Double hand for all her sins. And God will end the time of sorrow and direct your destiny. He's saying that, okay? And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. So we look at how his comfort as a mother. To whom? To you. Where? In Jerusalem. Right? Well, there is no Jerusalem. They are in Babylon. They are in Babylon. They are slaves. And he is saying, I will comfort you over Jerusalem, in Jerusalem. This is the ultimate hope and promise that God gives to us. That we may have challenge and struggle today, right now. But I will comfort you for tomorrow of what is to come that I can see with my eyes. This is epic. This is prophetic. You know what has happened in Babylon. You know those three young men, they, they tried to burn him. They, tried, they put him in a fiery furnace. You know that they built a, a statue and asked Daniel and his friends to worship. He wouldn't do it. He's been thrown in lion's den. Read Lamentations chapter 5. Right? You read Lamentations chapter 5. It describes 
what they were going through. How they have taken all the women and the virgin. How the young man has been taken away. How all the property has been taken away. Prince have become slave. Servants are ruling over us. Our hope is gone. Lamentation 5. And God is saying, I will comfort you in Jerusalem. And this is amazing stuff. This is amazing stuff. He saw Jerusalem already. He saw the people going back to rebuild the wall already. And he's saying, I will comfort you in Jerusalem. They say, why? Not in Babylon? You know? Not in Babylon? See? Fix, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So what do I need to do? I want to write, read this for you. And also the sons of the foreigner who joined themselves to the Lord to serve Him and to love the name of the Lord to be His servant. Everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath holds fast my covenant. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifice will be accepted at, on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And we say, God, but what about these people that cause a lot of pain and harm to me? What about these people that took me uh, to a foreign land and made me become a slave? What about these people who took my inheritance? What about these people that did injustice to me? What about these people that have mistreated me? What about my friends that have mistreated me? What about my boss that is mistreating me? What about my neighbor that is mistreating me? What about all these people that have they things that I have, I'm supposed to have? What am I supposed to do? These are my enemies. And God's saying, okay, these people that have mistreated you, if they come to the temple and they want to worship me, Right? And if you want to bring an offering, uh, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. I mean, this God is amazing. He did not only say He will love the people that He has chosen. He is saying now, but these Babylonians, these Egyptians, these Assyrians that have uh, built, destroyed my temple and harmed my people, if they come back, this house will also be yours. I mean, look at that, right? I mean, it's amazing. That's our God. He extends the comfort to the world, to your enemies, and to people that you love. And He's saying, I will comfort all of you. I will comfort the world as a mother comforts the child. What a good day to remember on Mother's Day, isn't it? So my brothers, my tough man, my macho man, if you miss your mother, and your mother hasn't been around in your life, go to God. He can give you comfort. Absolutely able. He's absolutely able to fill your void. My sisters, my delicate, gentle, beautiful, wonderful women of this church, Maybe you haven't had a good relationship with your mom. She hasn't been around. She's been kind of nasty to you. And you're thinking, I need a mother in my life. Go to God. He can be a mother to you. He will fill your void and He will love you and comfort you that you cannot express 
the joy and the love that you receive from him. He's absolutely able to do that. Do you hear me, my friends? Our God will comfort you as a mother comforts you. So to both men and women, boys and girls that are here, you may have had a bad experience in your life. Our God is calling you no matter where you have been, no matter what you have done. I know what you need. And come back to me and I will comfort you today. I am able to comfort you today. As the worship leader comes and the band lead and the pastors come, I, I want you to come to be comforted by God today for whatever reason it may be, okay? Because whatever weight you're carrying, burden you're carrying, and you need to be comforted, we want to pray with you. Someone will be here, leaders, pastors, some will be at the back. If your mother is not well, if the, uh, the women that you love in your life are not well, and you want prayer for them, come forward. We will pray for each one of them. Today is a special day. Okay. And pastors, if there are a lot of people that need prayer, I'm going to ask some of the board and the ladies to join and pray for them so they're not in a long line and be prayed for. Okay? Can we do that? Did you hear that? If you need to be comforted, we want to pray over you. If you want to pray for your mother that is not here, we want to pray for your mom. If you know a friend, a woman, a lady friend that needs prayer, emotional, physical, spiritual, come forward, we'll pray for them. It's a great day. God is calling you. Let's stand. God's extending His comfort to you.